With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Linda, <laughs> are you with me in the um in the Google chat? I don't see you. What is going on with my phone? What is going on with my phone? <laughs> Hi. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess I should turn my sound down. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me turn it. Okay. Hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi, Barb. Hi, Linda. Hi, Sharon. All right. I got the um Google chat going. Something was uh going on with this new phone that I have here. So you know, I mean, that phone, the um, camera. So we're back on the old camera, the desktop camera, I mean, the laptop camera. Here's some sage for you. Woo. Here's some sage. That's probably me with the Google notification. Oh, okay, wait. Let me check. <laughs> All right, let me check. I sent you an invite. New subscriber. Sharon, you just now subscribed to the channel? Just now? Wow. I don't see it, Linda. I sent you... um. I sent you an invite to the Google chat, but I don't see I don't see anything here from you from Google. Let me check my email. Nope, nothing. I wonder why you can't connect with me on Hangouts. That's weird. That's really weird. Really, really weird. 
Okay, you're on my phone, not my Chromebook. Oh, okay. Well, here's some sage. Blowing it to you. Let it suck it up. Yeah, we can try later, Linda. Hey, G. Greetings. <laughs> I'm just saging everybody. Here you go. You almost have had a good week because the sage is not kicking up a lot, which is a good thing. You feel it, though? You had to go back to the old camera. So I'm going to try not to move too much and too quickly so I don't fuzz out on you guys. We're going to start in a couple, just a couple more seconds. Just allow everybody to get into the chat. How was your week? How's everybody doing? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? My father used to ask my auntie that all the time. She said, with my hands. <laughs> it always used to crack me up. You guys have anything you want to share? How is your week? What's been happening? What's going on? Before we start. Before we get busy. I have a lot to share. All right, we're going to have to figure out this Google Hangouts. I like the way this Google Hangouts is a lot better than YouTube. I look, the stream looks a lot better on Google Hangouts than it does on YouTube using my, um, using my, my camera on my laptop. I'm just saying. So y'all got to get with the program. <laughs> Okay, so let's get busy. Let's get started. Let's get started. We're going to play the music. Hear the music, maestro. Okay, so let's get busy. have cancer. This is a wonderful thing. Sharon, you might want to share with the rest of the class what you've been doing or do I have to do it? Cuz you know, I always have to I always have to share your stuff. I shared your stuff today on um 
I just want to welcome everybody to the Indigo Room. This is where we discuss all things spiritual. And by that, I mean that we are non-physical spiritual beings having physical human experiences. Life is supposed to be good. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be delicious. And we can change our reality if we choose by using our imagination, even when it's wiki-wacky, even when it's wiki-wacky. So we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to be reading um, The Resurrection, Feeling is the Secret from Neville. Your imagination awaits your instruction. So make sure, you know, that you give it some work. And we are going to just finish up what we left off last week with the I Am Discourses because we got cut off last week. Um, so if you want to call into the show tonight, you can do that. And Linda will put the number in the chat. It's 1605 if you're in the United States. 313-4116. And then you are going to enter the um, the uh, access code or the PIN, which is 457900. And then follow the operator prompts and you'll be connected to the call. Now, if you don't want to watch, you know, maybe you're driving and you just want to listen, you can do that too. You can call in and just listen to the show. It's very, um, you know, it's easy to do. And uh, I invite you. I'm going to call in now. I invite you to do that. And I want to thank Linda for being the awesome, awesome, awesome moderator that she is. She keeps everything moving. She keeps me on task and on point. So if you want to follow us, you can do that on Instagram. You can do that on Facebook, on Twitter. You can follow me directly on Twitter. I'm Sydney584. If you want to follow us on um, the Indigo Room, it's the Indigo, I mean, on Instagram, it's the Indigo Room Show. That's how you follow us on Instagram. So let me just connect to the call. And it's the access code is 457900. That's what that is. And I'm going to enter in my code. All right, I did that backwards. <laughs> I'm a little backwards today. Today was a good day. I was, um, I had something happen today. And um, I just want to encourage you to really use your imagination and really use the tools that you have. Because you can... You can really change your your reality right in the middle of something that's gone, you know, maybe to the left that you didn't want to have happen. Um, I had something happen today to me, and right as I right as it happened, right as it happened, I um, changed it. I went into my imagination, and I said, "You know what? I don't like this." I'm not, I'm not feeling that at all. And instead of, you know, 
lamenting or feeling bad about it or um, thinking, oh, well, okay, this didn't work. And whatever it is that you got going on in your mind at that moment, I was beating myself up for a minute. I was like, I should have did this. I should have done that. I should have said this. I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I have tools. And um, the wonderful thing about having those tools is that if you remember in the moment, you can revise it. So I went right into my imagination immediately. Like after I realized that I could change this, because in the in the in the beginning, I didn't think I could change it. You know, I was like, oh man, uh, it didn't work. I was like, wait, wait, this is a perfect opportunity for me to use my tools. This is a perfect opportunity for me to revise my day. This is a perfect opportunity for me to jump into my imagination. Because my imagination is waiting instructions from me, right? So I could either go with the scenario that I didn't like and that I didn't want, or I could jump into my imagination. So by the time I got to work, because this happened right right around the time, right around right before I got into my office. By the time I got to work, I sat down and I went right into my imagination. Right in. I sat back in my desk and I went, closed my eyes. And I revised my day. And I'm going to do that again tonight. And I'm going to keep on doing it until I feel the click and I feel the tones of that it's taking on the tones of my reality. And then I'll let it go. And it's going to be fun. So I encourage you guys, instead of when something pops up, you know, catches you off guard and you're like, oh, wow, why did that happen? What's going on? Why did it just. Stop in that moment and use your tools because we have tools. And it doesn't mean that Wiki Wacky doesn't show up. Just because you're practicing law of attraction, you're practicing all of these wonderful tools and techniques because you're awakening, you're opening your third eye, you're being more spiritual, you're being more awake, you're being um, more thoughtful and mindful, you're creating your day, you're creating your list, you're doing your meditations, you're taking, you're doing everything. That does not mean that WikiWacky does not sneak up on you, but it's there to teach you, to teach you to flex your muscle, to muscle, your imagination muscle. It's there to teach you whatever it is that you've got going on. I feel like I got something on my face. Whatever you feel like you got going on, whatever's happening in that moment that you don't like, that's not in line with what you think you're thinking of, remember you have subconscious thoughts that are running in the background. And if you haven't done any of your work, or maybe you got lazy, right? Or you know, you haven't been keeping your guard up. You haven't been doing your I am statements, your affirmations, whatever it is that resonates with you that you do. Wiki wacky sneaks in. Now you can allow wiki wacky to take over you, or you can use it as an opportunity to flex your imagination. So your imagination awaits your instructions. It doesn't work unless you work it. So tonight we are reading Feeling is the Secret by Neville. I'm so excited. I love that chapter. 
And we joined, we, we're here Sunday. For those of you that um, weren't here, you know, you were celebrating Easter or you were celebrating Passover or you just was chilling in your house in your pajamas on Sunday. We were here Sunday. We're going to be here again this Sunday from um, 1130 until, you know, we get tired. BJ was here. Sharon was here. Barb was here. G was here. We had somebody named um, Manuel pop in. I don't know who he is. He just showed up and talked about his wife. But it was very relaxed. I didn't have no makeup on. It was a relaxing kind of kind of a chill day. And uh, we talked about Octavia Butler. And we shared some things with that. Um, we shared how she created her reality and how she wrote her reality into existence. So if you want to check that out, go check out the Good Rising uh, playlist and watch the video. And then maybe you can join us on Sundays, Sundays at 1130 Eastern time. I don't know what time it is going to be in your spot. You know, there's so many time frames, so many time zones around the world. <laughs> Whatever time zone matches. You could Google it. 1130, you could Google that. All right. So I just want to say, um, I just want to take a peek in the chat and see who's who's here if I missed anybody. BJ's here. Hi, BJ. How you doing? How you doing? Barb said she was on an airplane. She watched the rebroadcast on Sunday. That's right. You were on an airplane on Sunday. How did that go? Funky double zeros in the house. Woo. Hello, Funky. <clears throat> okay, so Sharon, before we get started, Sharon, um, said she received other good news about her health. Here's the thing, Sharon, my good friend Sharon, from when I was like, you know, in junior high school, has been using her imagination and she's been changing the reality and she's been recreating the way that, you know, she wanted her health to go. And she was told, by the way, it is spring in New York and it is warm in my apartment again. Now, this is not, this is not steam heat. This is just regular heat. Um, but anyway, she, Sharon, Sharon used um, her imagination to change the way, you know, her health was presenting. And she was getting all kinds of, you know, bad news about her health from the doctors that she was going to. So I think what happened was you went to a different doctor, right, Sharon? went to a different doctor. Anyway, ran all these tests and found out that the doctor who had her on all this medication was incorrect. She did not have congestive heart failure. Um, she did not have an enlarged heart. They did all these other tests, the tests for cancer and all that. None of that happened because she went into her imagination and was not having any of it. She changed her reality. So um, again, I wanna congratulate my friend Sharon and, um, and her health and well-being. And so now she's gonna be changing her diet and jumping on the Dr. Sadie train with me. 
Right, Chairman? That's how we get down. That's what we're doing in the indigo room. So I encourage you all to um, really, 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 really don't play around. This is your life. This is your reality. This is your world. And if you don't take control of it, if you don't control your imagination, if you don't control your I am statements, if you don't do the work, Somebody else is going to be more imaginative and tell you that you have congestive heart failure. You don't, and you'll create that instead of health. How about that? So um, we left off on the, oh, we got to do a tickle our amygdala. Sorry, 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 sorry. So we're going to tickle our amygdala. We're going to do a little breathing really quickly. We're not going to do too long. And uh, we're going to get started. And Barb went on a fine little plane. She said she went on a went fine little plane. She was on an airplane, a little plane. I saw the pictures, Barb. That was kind of cool. You are braver than me. I'm just saying. I don't like those little planes. <laughs> but if I'm in my imagination and I'm doing my work, then the little planes will be fine. I'm sure. I just don't like them. I'll just have to figure out a way to, you know, like them better. All right, Sharon, you can share in the chat what you did, you know, because it's your story. It ain't my story. I'm telling the story, but it's your story. <laughs> so um, I want everyone to grab your feather like they did on Romper Room. Grab your feather. Grab your feather. Imagine that your feather is in your hands. You love the way I tell it. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to have to make a, like, I'm going to have to put you on the phone and we're just going to have to have a chat and we're going to have to do a little video. That's it. That's what's going to have to happen because I don't feel like I do your story justice. I'm just saying. BJ said, I saw you enjoying planes and having a flawless trip to somewhere like Africa. Who, me? G, 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 G. Oh, girl, you know I'm going to Africa. I'm not playing with that. So imagine you have your feather in your hands. Helping me get over oh. small planes. You know, I've been on many oh. small planes. Cleopatra, chill. Relax. Relax yourself. I've been on many small planes. I've traveled around the world. I haven't been to Africa yet. However, I have been on small planes before. I don't particularly enjoy them. I get on them. I just don't particularly like them too tough. So I have to figure out a way to like them more. I'm just saying. Okay, so imagine you, thank you, BJ, for helping me getting over my, my dislike of small planes. Just like I don't like little cars. 
I don't like those little cars, those little clown cars. I don't like them. Mm -mm. They're cute. I don't like being in them. I'm a big girl. I'm tall. I'm 5'11". I'm just saying. <laughs> this holds only four people. There were three of us. I cope. Wow. You co-piloted? You go, Barb. That's freaking awesome. I want to I want to I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> Imagine liking small planes. Okay, I will try. <laughs> Cuz you know I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a shot. I will do it. Okay, so um, let's get off the planes now. And imagine you have your feather in your hand. <laughs> okay, stop talking about the planes. The plane, the plane. That's all I think about, Fantasy Island and the little freaking plane. Okay, we're not doing that no more. Okay. So imagine that you have the feather in your hands. Y'all leave me alone about these planes, okay? Imagine you have the feather in your hands. I don't know what color it is. You know what color it is. I don't need to know what color it is. And then you're going to take your feather, raise it up to the center of your forehead, and you're going to tickle your amygdala to the right. And then you're going to tickle your amygdala to the left. And then you're going to pull the feather out. And you should be smiling by now. You know what, G? <laughs> y'all are going to taunt me. You're going to taunt me. Okay. Wait until I find out there's something that y'all are afraid of. Wait. Wait. Just wait. I'm not going to let up. Rain. Hi, Rain. I was just thinking about you, and here you are. You showed up. How's Andy? Give her kisses for me. Y'all need to stop laughing at me, though, for real. <laughs> Don't be sorry, Barb. Are you kidding? Nah. You know what? We love it. We love that you are the courageous one out of the group. Well, out of my, you know, more courageous than me. And you got on that plane, girl. With no fear. I love it. So I just got to work on that. That's something I have to work on. I don't know. So we left off. Um, la, 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 la. We left off 
last week in chapter seven of the I Am Discourses. So I do want to go over that a little bit. I just want to take some highlights out of it. And then we're going to jump into chapter seven. Um, feeling Chapter eight, feeling is a secret from the resurrection. And I do want to say hello to my indigo roomies over there on TalkShoe. And um, I think where we left off was, um, sorry. There were a couple of things that I wanted to highlight in chapter seven of the I Am Discourses that we didn't get to talk about. So we left off when I said, I am the full liberation of divine love acting and then the camera and then, you know, YouTube said, later, Sydney, you're out of here. But um, I'm on page 79 real quick. And I thought this was important because um, we talk about what I have on my wall and um, this saying, this saying is very powerful. This I am statement is very powerful. I feel find it very powerful. I have it around my house. And is I am the governing love, wisdom, and power, excuse me, with its with its attendant intelligent activity, which is acting today in every single thing that I think or do. I command this infinite activity to take place every moment and be the sustaining guard about me that I move, speak, and act only in divine order. Then during the day, Whenever you think of it, take the firm consciousness, I am the commanding, governing presence, moving everywhere before me during the day, commanding perfect peace and harmony in all activity. Now, see, there's a lot of y'all up in here before I even keep going any further. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Um, it matters not what the manifestation may be within the body or without the student must take his firm stand that his body is the temple of the most high living god this is the unquestionable truth and this attitude consciously maintained will more rapidly bring the body into perfect activity which intent which was intended from the beginning I say to the students in all sincerity, there is no possible way of attaining a quality or desired attribute without claiming it. The outer has drifted into a limited consciousness of declaring it did not have the desired quality. And of course, it could not manifest it under those conditions. So basically what it's saying is that, you know, we've drifted away. We've just stood away from the consciousness that we, that our bodies, that we are, our spirits are housed in, you know, doesn't have this perfect, perfect being. And I was thinking about that today because I was thinking about my friend Sharon. And, you know, we all believe, too, that we should, you know, our bodies grow old and decay and then, you know, you die. Well, that's what we've seen, you know, throughout the years. That's what's been taught to us. You know, people believe when they get to be 50 that their bodies all of a sudden, or 45 or 40, that their bodies all of a sudden go on the decline. I'm a woman of a certain age, so I'm not going to even, I'm not going to even tell you what my age is because, you know, that's none of your business. I've already told y'all that for years. It's none of your business. 
because I don't even want to accept what anybody's thinking about me. Um, about the age that I am and about what they believe decline should happen. And um, Cleopatra, quiet, relax. Oh, see, we got dogs in the neighborhood acting crazy and so is Cleopatra. I'm gonna have to put her, put her in her room in a minute. Come here, come here, relax. You know Cleopatra's always been a part of the indigo room anyway. So, we believe that our bodies, we believe and we're taught this and doctors tell us this, physicians tell us this, nutritionists tell us this, the news tell us this, you know, you become a certain age and then you have to start wearing glasses, that your skin starts to wrinkle up, that all these things, your hair goes gray, whatever. But our bodies were meant to rejuvenate every 11 months. It's our thoughts and our mindset that believes otherwise. And we're really powerful. So some of us age much quicker, quicker than others. Some of us go on the decline much quicker than others. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter when you all of a sudden realize that that's not the case, that you can change your life around. And if you look at, what's her name? I think her name is Edna something or another. She started doing lifting weights when she was in her 60s and she's 80 something now if you look at her right now you'd be like you couldn't even imagine that she's in her 80s so i'm telling you that you can change your health you can you can you can um so saint germain says well i have been holding this idea for a long time this is what students often say this is what we often say well i have been holding this idea for a long time but it doesn't manifest it doesn't work. This is positive proof that somewhere in the consciousness there was lurking a doubt, possibly unknown to the individual. I will I tell you that no matter what appears on the surface, if you will continually with firm determination claim the quality, condition, or things you desire and go right on claiming them with that firm determination, they will find expression in your use, just as certain as you do this, but I cannot urge you too strongly always to keep on guard in this matter. For the outer, when you have tried a thing for a few hours, days, or months, and it seems not to have appeared immediately, begins to say it's no use. If it were going to have happened or acted, it would have by this time. Such a thing as failure is absolutely impossible when you have set the power of the I am God in you in action to accomplish a given purpose. If you hold unwavering, unwaveringly to it with determination. So you, you have to. Listen, Neville's brother stood steadfast in his idea that his name and his family name would be on that building and he did it for two years twice a day every day for two years how many of us are doing that twice a day every day okay we, we do it in the morning you know maybe you brush your teeth every day right you make sure you do that 
You eat every day. You make sure you do that. You sleep every day. You make sure you do that. So be in your imagination every day. Be in your imagination every day. Be in your I am statements every day. Every day. Many times I have seen students nearing wonderful achievement, wonderful victory and freedom. And this outer attitude of not yet being accomplished would rush in, get their attention to such an extent that it would either retard greatly their progress or shut the door indefinitely. The student should compel himself or herself to hold before the mind this truth that when the I am power and presence is set in motion, it can no more fail in its accomplishment than the universe stop its activity. For this mighty I am presence to fail in its accomplishment would mean that the universe would instantly be thrown into chaos. Such is the certainty and power of the I am accomplish accomplishment. It simply cannot fail unless the outer obstructs the way. Remember I said last week, we're the barrier. It's us. Anybody else? It is us. There is no other. It is us. We are, we are the, the, the problem or the solution. Um, if you look down on uh, the bottom of the page, oh, well, the next paragraph says, for every, every student should guard with great watchfulness that he does not use the I am in negative expression. For when you say, I am sick, I have failed, I am not accomplishing this thing as I should, as what happened to me today. As soon as that happened, I was like, oh, man. You know, I was beating myself up for like about 10 minutes. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. I don't have, what are you doing? So it says, I am not accomplishing this thing as I should. You are throwing this mighty energy into action to destroy the thing. Destroy the thing you wish to accomplish. Think about that. You are destroying the thing that you wish to accomplish. This always happens whenever you use the word I, for that is the release of the universal power. Knowing that the I am is you, then when you say my headaches, my stomach is out of order, my intestinal tract is disturbed, you are throwing the energy into those parts to act according to the thing you have decreed. So you're throwing the energy into those parts. When you say you have a headache, when I say, oh, my back, uh, uh, that's why I don't even say my back. I say the back. I'm not even like, I'm not, I'm not, we're not, we're not dealing with that. You know, I'm not, um, I, nope. So if you're throwing the energy into these parts to act according to the thing that you have decreed, for when you say my, 
it is the same energy acting because there is only one person who can say I or my, only one. And that is you decreeing for your world. So you are decreeing your own demise. I am decreeing my own demise. When I say I am tired, I'm not feeling good, I'm, my stomach hurts, I, I, my back hurts, my whatever, right? So I'm decreeing for my world, you're decreeing for your world. <laughs> Gee, okay, so I stopped and I looked at the chat for a minute. Okay, so I just want to say, hey, Rain, she lost track of time. That's okay, and Andy's doing well. Good, we sent her kisses. We love you, Andy. And G says he's tickling his amygdala on a small plane. <laughs> See, y'all are trolling me with this small plane nonsense. I'm working on it already in my imagination. Rain says, I see people the same age and they all look differently. That's true. That's absolutely true. And Rain says, I gave Andy her hugs and kisses from you. And she was like, on, she was like, oh, Sydney, thank you. She loves you. I love her too. Yes, because I've seen people that are my age and they look way older than me. I don't even tell people what age I am because I don't want them to feel bad. There's some people I work with, we're the same age. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm such and such, and I'm this and I'm that. And, you know, girl, this is, I'm just so tired of old. And I'd be like, I'm just me chuckling. In my mind, I'm going, well, dang. If I tell you how old I am, because they all think I'm younger than them, right? The ones that are the same age as me. They all think I'm younger than them. Well, when you get to my age, this is what they say. When you get to my age, I was like, okay, when I get to your age. All right. I just leave it like that. Hey, Miss Nia, my cousin's here in the house. Hi, baby. So I'm just going to finish this last couple of um, these last couple of things in the uh, I am discourses. Then we're going to jump into feeling is a secret from Neville. But I wanted to make sure that we covered this part because it's important. Um, I feel it's important, especially if like, you know, you have some things that are going on in your body and you want to change those things. I'm not going to even say the word S-I-C-K. <laughs> it's like a curse word. Barb, Nia is my cousin. Barb, that's Nia, Nia, that's Barb. So the correct attitude to take if some organ seems to be rebellious. Oh, I like that. I like that. Rebellious. If some organ seems to be rebellious, not the S-I-C-K word, but rebellious. If some organ seems to be rebellious is to instantly declare and hold fast to it. This is the correct attitude. I am the only perfect energy acting there. Therefore, every appearance of disturbance is instantly corrected. This is the important point to keep before the student. 
if thought, if through habit, you have thought that certain remedial agencies gave assistance, then use those sparingly until you gain sufficient mastery to govern entirely by your I am presence. That's why I say to some people when they have, when they say, I have a headache, Sydney, like people used to email me all the time. Sydney, I have this ailment. I have that ailment. You know, what should I do? My thoughts aren't working. Take a, take a Tylenol, Advil, whatever it is, you know, aspirin. Do what you got to do because you haven't built up, you haven't built up your I am presence, your imagination to sustain you right now. But go ahead and take it. Knock that out. Nobody said you had to stay in pain. Take it for a minute. Take it for a little while and then get in there, get busy. Once you get some relief, we wanted you to get relief. We don't want you to lay in pain because the more you lay in pain, the more you focus on the pain and you're not focused on your I am statement, your I am presence. So get the relief and then focus on your I am presence. Get the relief. Linda says, I have to watch out for the my in my words. I sure missed that when we first read this chapter. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I wanted to go make sure we 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 went over that because I didn't want to, I did not want us to miss that part because it's very important. Um I assure you. That even though you think that this, oh, I'm sorry, we already read that part. So, for instance, I have watched the medical world for many centuries, and when one individual of so-called authority says that a certain remedy is no longer of use, it is but a short time until it disappears entirely. Think about that, right? Um, we can think about that with polio. When they said they found the cure for polio, right? And you know, the polio vaccine, we found the cure, we we have the we have the thing, and now, you know, it's eradicated. It doesn't exist. So in a short time, when someone says they have the authority that a remedy is no longer is no longer necessary then we don't use it anymore. So you're the one that has to have the authority over your own life. You're the one that calls the shots. You're the one that gives your imagination the work. So you got you have to be the authority in your world. And when we stop looking outside to outside authorities, to people who we think know better than us and know more than us, like I did a couple, you know, years back when I was looking to my pastor and looking to, you know, the religions that I was in, that they have more authority than me, you know, and, and trying to get help. You do what you can. You do what you, you do what you ne do what's necessary and so that you can get some relief. And then you build yourself up so you can be stronger. And once you build yourself up so that you can be stronger, you won't need those things anymore. Um, this is, there is only one intelligence, we're on page 83, discourse number seven. There is only one intelligence and presence acting, and that is the I am God in you. That's something that you can put around, put it in your phone, put it on your desktop, put it, put it wherever you need to put it. 
I am the I take your stand unwaveringly with the I am presence, God in action in you, and know that it is the only life in you and all things or remedies to which you alone give power. It is not much better, is it not much better to go directly to this great I am presence and receive its all powerful, limitless assistance, which cannot fail, than to give power to something that leads you around Robin's Hood's barn, to get assistance from something in the outer to which you have given the power? We spend so much money and time giving our power to things outside of us when there is help within. We don't take the time to find it because, you know, we want relief right now. And I get that. We do. But I'm just saying, if you take some time, you may find the right, the doctor who's a physician who might be holistic or spiritual minded and help you to stay in your imagination. You might find the right book. You might find the right thing that guides you to your power. It's possible. Maybe you'll join the indigo room and then stand in your own power. Whatever it takes that leads you to your own power, I say use those things to get to your own power and stand in your own power. So if you need to come from here, you know, you're in a space where you don't believe anything that I'm saying. You don't believe any of this stuff. And you know that those pills help you, then take those pills. But continue to find ways to stand in your power and to build yourself up, to build your power up, to get stronger so that you don't have to use those things anymore. Then you can be encouraged and you can share your experience with others. Because I tell you, if one person can do it, then we all can do it. So if one if one person can do if one person can do a thing, that means everybody has the potential to do that one thing, the same thing. So if if one person can heal themselves from a sickness, that means that everybody else can too. We just need to trust ourselves and be able to. Um, stand in our power and figure out what, how to do it. If one person, Jesse Owens became the fastest person in the Olympics at the time, back in Germany, back in the day. And um, what's her name? Rudolph. What's her first name? Is it Linda Rudolph? No. Maya Rudolph. I think it's Maya Rudolph. She was an athlete as well. And nobody did what they did at that time. Now, people run circles around their records. So I'm just saying that it is possible. If one person can do it, we all can do it. And the last thing I want to read, the last two things I want to read in the I Am Statements is um, the most, perhaps the simplest, most powerful single thing that the individual can keep himself reminded of is that when he says, I am, he is knowingly or unknowingly setting into action within himself the full, unadulterated energy of God. Energy becomes power through conscious use. That's how you become powerful in your own, standing in your own power. It's conscious use. 
You have to use it all the time. I know. You're not like Sydney. I got to say I am all the time. Well, why not? What else are you doing? You're just standing outside talking to your girlfriends about who knows what, who shot John and gossiping. So while you're there listening to her, say I am. I am the presence. I am the only presence acting. I am the governing presence. I am God. I am rich. I am, Whatever statements you have to say that's going to sustain you and make yourself more powerful in this experience. Some I am statements. I am this pure inspiration. I am this pure light right here in action. Visualize this through the body. Now, I am the pure revelation of everything I want to know. How about that? I remember when I woke up from um, being dead back in the day, I knew everything. I knew everything there was to know about everything. For like two days, I was on fire. And then I lost it all at that, at that point. But why not use that? Why not use that statement? I am the pure revelation of everything I want to know. What is there to fear in God? Its operation is pure and perfect. And if you do not reach out to embrace the great pure God power, how can you expect to use it and have perfection? You must claim it for your own to say, I am the ascended being I wish to be now. I am my eternal liberation now forms all imperfection from all, I'm sorry, I am my eternal liberation now from all human imperfection, realize who I am is. I am the governing power of this activity and therefore it is always normal for me to act and be delicious and be fabulous. There is no human being in the universe who can recognize this I am presence for another. I can't recognize it for you and you can't recognize it for me. In your recognition of this I am presence as who you are, every step you gain is a permanent accomplishment and there can be no regression. So that was chapter seven, not all of it, just some of it. I highlighted the points that I thought were powerful, but it's all powerful. And if you don't have this, please get it. It's, it's very helpful. So we're going to jump into um, the resurrection real quick. Um, feeling is the secret, which is a short chapter eight. What time is it? 9.55. We're still, we're still good. Um, Nia says the source. Wait, 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 wait. Let me back up. Before we jump into Neville, let me back up and see what everybody has to say. Nia says, my leg was sore, so I started stretching. It helped. Linda says, pain equals negativity. Yes, that's true. Same here, Linda. Barb. Rain. Yes, my joints are rebellious today. I've been saying my as well, Linda. Yes, everybody's recognizing that we've been saying my. I stopped saying my a long time ago. The first time I hurt my the back. I started saying the back. I don't call it my back. I say the back because it just takes it takes me out of it. I become detached 
from it. Um, Nia, visionary. Okay. Nia says, the source dwells in all, but oppression told everyone different to keep human under control with religion. Energy spirit is in all. You just have to vibe positively. You do have to vibe positively, but you also have to do the work. So um, that means that you have to change your subconscious thoughts because we were all raised with wiki-wacky, right? In our family specifically, we were raised with some wiki-wackiness. So that's running in the background. And so we have to do the work subconsciously. We have to re remove those subconscious thoughts and the, that subconscious stuff that we don't even know is there in the back. <laughs> Nia, yes, right? Right? So we got work to do, sis, cuz. Okay. Sharon says, this is true. If I can do it, anyone can. Everybody can. Everybody has the power and the ability to heal themselves. We just are never, we just were never told and we don't believe it. And if it doesn't happen immediately, for many of us, if it doesn't happen immediately, some of us, it's going to take time. It just is because some of us have more resistance than others. Some of us are, have a, listen, I can be a hard head about a lot of things. And I have to do the work. I have to write down what my beliefs are about certain situations because I don't believe the same thing about everything. I believe, you know, Certain things are okay and are attainable. I can get that immediately. And the other things I'm going, oh, well, that's kind of hard. Just like the plane, right? Just in case in point. I don't like little planes. That's something that I have to work on if I actually want to get on a little plane. I don't know if I'm going to get on a little plane, but that, that would be something that I would need to work on. I don't like little cars. Why? Why don't I like little cars? Because there's a fear in me. There's a trepidation in me that I'm not safe in those smaller planes or in a smaller car. And where does that come from? That comes from me seeing things, you know, seeing small things as um, not safe. And why do I see those things as not safe? Maybe it's something that I watched. Maybe it's something that I heard in my family. You know, my dad always liked to drive big cars. It could be from him. He always liked to drive the big cars and not these little cars. I have friends that call these little planes poopy planes. I'm not getting in that poopy plane. I'm going, yeah, I'm not getting in that either. We have to get in it because we have to travel to wherever we're going. I've been in little planes. I don't like them. So even that. I believe in God. I believe in spirit. I believe in my I am power. I know that who I am. I know that I am um, a spiritual being having a physical human experience. And yet, there's some fear. I'm admitting it. I'm not walking around telling you that I don't have no fear. I got fears, yo. I work on them as they present themselves. 
I have a fear of bees. Why? Because I got stung several times in a bee house in my family's uh, down south when I was a kid. Bees came chasing out out of the little shed that we was in or the the, the, the egg, the, the chicken coop. That's what it was. It was a nest in the chicken coop and they chased me and I was running for my life. That's how I felt. I was running for my life. Let a bee be in my car right now today if I'm driving. I will park the car on the side of the road, get out, leave the car. That's me and bees. So I'm just saying we all have different beliefs about different things and different fears and different levels of what we, so, you know, that's why your I am statements are so important. That's why working in your imagination is so important. Um, Nia, exactly. It's all in the mind. Linda, I was having difficulty with my imagination of certain situation, and I just realized that I needed to change my imagination feeling. What I was doing in the first attempt to imagine, now I am happy with the feeling and imagination where before I was uncomfortable with my first attempt. Awesome. That's great. Linda. Barb, I was the same about planes until recently, really, but I like them better than little cars. Nia, yes, cousin, I flew to Jamaica for love for the first time, but I can't stop flying now. Right, so now you're okay. You're over that fear. But I did see you on that boat, right? So now you got to work on that. See, I don't have no fear of boats. Me and boats and water, I'm cool. Planes, little tiny planes, and eh, not so much. So that's something I have to work on. Barb, part of the reason I went was to get through something else going on in my life. Told myself that this would prove to myself that I can do something I wouldn't have done before. Awesome. Nia, great, Linda, power of the mind. Yes, you can do boats. If I can do little planes, you can do boats. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump into Chapter 8, Law and Its Operation. And this is Feeling is the Secret. And I want to, um, yeah, we're going to read this. We're going to read this. If you want to leave, you can leave now. But we are going to read, we're going to get through this right here tonight before we go so i know some of you want only want to stay for the hour but i'm going to read this and if you want to come back you can listen to it later but we're going to get through this um this book is concerned we're on page 45 this book is concerned with the art of realizing your desire it gives you an account of the mechanism used in the production of the visible world it is a small book but not slight this there is a treasure in it a clearly defined road to the realization of your dreams where it is possible to carry conviction to another by means of reasoned arguments and detailed instances this book would be many times its size it is a seldom possible it is seldom possible however 
to do so by means of written statements or arguments since to the suspended judgment it is always it always seems plausible to say that the author was dishonest or deluded and therefore his evidence was tainted consequently i have purposely omitted all arguments and testimonials and simply challenged the open-minded reader to practice the law of consciousness as revealed in this book. Personal success will prove far more convincing than all the books that could be written on the subject. So here, Neville is just saying, and it's Neville, that's what is that's just the forward in this portion portion of the book, is to try it. No one is going to be able to give you testimonials to be able to convince you if this works. The only way you're going to be convinced is if you do it yourself. Okay. With that being said, the world and all within it is man's conditioned consciousness objectified. Consciousness is the cause as well as the substance of the entire world. So it is it is to consciousness that we must turn if we would discover the secret of creation. Knowledge of the law of consciousness and the method of operating this law will enable you to accomplish all you desire in life. Armed with a working knowledge of this law, you can build and maintain an ideal world. Consciousness, did anybody call in? I didn't even check, I'm sorry. Nope, nobody called in. <laughs> Consciousness is the cause as well as the substance of the entire world. So it is to consciousness that we must turn if we would discover the secret of creation. Knowledge of the law of consciousness and the method of opening this law, operating this law, will enable you to accomplish all you desire in life. Armed with the working knowledge of this law, you can build and maintain an ideal world. Consciousness is the one and only reality, not figuratively, but actually. This reality may, for the sake of clarity, be likened unto a stream which is divided into parts, the conscious and the subconscious. In order to intelligently operate the law of consciousness, it is necessary to understand the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious. The conscious is personal. Okay? The conscious is personal. The sub and selective. The subconscious is impersonal and not selective or non-selective. The conscious is the realm of effect. The subconscious is the realm of cause. Okay? So the conscious is the realm of effect. The subconscious is the cause. So we have cause and effect, right? So cause and effect. This is what causes, this is what your subconscious, what's going on inside here, deep down, is the cause. Okay, what's happening? All right, I'm still okay. I'm still okay. The cause is what's is what is 
is what's giving the effect, right? So we have cause and effect. Uh, this, um, if I drop this phone on the floor, right? Then the effect would be that it might break. And the cause was that I threw it on the floor. So if your subconscious is the cause, then what your experience is in the outer is the effect. Does that make sense? Cause and effect. So the conscious is the, I'm sorry, these two aspects are the male and female divisions of consciousness. The conscious is male, the subconscious is female. The conscious generates ideas and impresses these ideas on the subconscious. So what I'm thinking right now is impressing ideas on my subconscious. All right? So what I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, I was raised with my parents, however my parents raised me and what they taught me to believe, because my mother was afraid of, of spiders and she was afraid of, of insects. And so, you know, she impressed on us certain beliefs. My father impressed on us certain beliefs. My grandparents, my family, my friends imparted on, on me growing up certain beliefs, which became subconscious. Those are my subconscious thoughts. Sometimes I don't even know that they're running, but they are. <clears throat> the law, by this law, first conceiving an idea and then impressing the idea conceived on the subconscious all things evolve out of out of consciousness and without this sequence there is there is not anything made that is made the conscious impresses the subconscious while the subconscious expresses all that is impressed upon it so it's like clay if you can use an analogy if you take clay and you impress upon it, you know, um, you take a, a stamp and you put an, a, a stamp on the on the clay and you impress that um, form on the clay and the clay hardens, that's the form it'll take, right? So your subconscious is impressed by your conscious thought whether you are aware of them or not. So the subconscious does not originate ideas, but accepts as true those which the conscious mind feels to be true. And in a way known only to itself, objectifies the accepted ideas. So we don't know how it does it, really none of your business <laughs> and you can probably spend a whole lifetime trying to figure that out but that's what happens so the ideas the thoughts the feelings the emotions the feelings the feelings that are impressed consciously consciously impressed um that we use that we have consciously you know you're sad you're happy whatever is now impressed on our subconscious. And that is what manifests our reality. That is what creates the form. Now, it doesn't originate the idea. The, the ideas are originated consciously. And then 
impressed on our subconscious and our subconscious makes the way, creates the reality, God within. Therefore, through his power to imagine and feel and his freedom to choose the idea he will entertain, man or woman has control over creation. Control of the subconscious is accomplished through control of your ideas and feelings. The mechanism of creation is hidden in the very depth of the subconscious, the female aspect or womb of creation. The subconscious transcends reason and is independent of induction. It contemplates a feeling as a fact. It's not just like, you know, something we could just, you know, it's just, oh, I just, you know, I don't feel good today. Your subconscious takes that as a fact. Oh, I'm feeling sad. Your subconscious takes that as a fact and it will it will manifest more things for you to be sad about. It's, it's, it, it's no respecter of persons. It really doesn't care if you're sad, if you're happy, if you're joyful. It wants to do what it wants to do what you, you're asking it to do. And we're asking it to do that with our feelings and our thoughts and our ideas. The mechanism of creation is hidden in the very depth of the subconscious. The female, oh, I read that, I'm sorry. It contemplates a feeling as a fact existing within itself and on this assumption proceeds to give expression to it. The creative process begins with an idea and its cycle runs its course as a feeling and ends in a desire to act. Ideas are impressed on the subconscious through the medium of feeling. No idea can be impressed on the subconscious until it is felt. So it doesn't take just any old ideas. It doesn't just, you know, randomly say, oh, you know, everything that you've ever thought, everything that you've ever felt, I mean, um, everything you ever thought or any idea that's ever crossed your mind, I'm going to put that into your reality. No. It takes everything that is felt like it's 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 not until it's felt that's why your feelings are so important it's not until it's felt that it starts to express in your reality so right now i may be feeling i could be feeling you know really sad or i can be feeling really really badly just having bad feelings wiki wacky day and i'm just immersed in wiki wackiness it might not even express it right away. It might not happen right now. But if I don't change it, if I don't rectify it, if I don't correct it, if I don't change up my feelings, if I don't allow my feelings to be expressed and then realize that this is what I'm doing and I want to change I want to change my reality, I'm going to find more things to be sad about. More things are going to come into my experience that I'm going to be sad about. That's why when you're depressed, you can't really fight your way out of a paper bag. I've been there before. You can't you can't find your way out of a paper bag. Like if you were sitting in a paper bag and somebody said, Sydney, all you have to do is go like this and it's wet. 
you know, like a wet paper bag, you can really get, you can find your way out of a wet paper bag. It's just easy. Punch it through, boof, it falls apart. I couldn't do that. So there's some people that can't even do that. You know, I do know that feeling. You can't even fight your way out of a paper bag because you got these feelings and the feelings are now manifesting even more so outside of you. I mean, you know, just giving you more, more, more of whatever it is that you're feeling depressed about. You can't see anything, can't see anything good. I know that seems like a simple, um, a simple diagnosis, and I'm not trying to make anybody who's genuinely depressed just uh, feel like it's a simple fix because <clears throat> it's not really that simple, but it is. It's simple. It's not easy to do right away. That's what I mean. It takes work and determination, but you can do it. Um, ideas that are impressed through the medium of feeling. Ideas are impressed on the subconscious through the medium of feeling. No idea can be impressed on the sub subconscious until it is felt. But once felt, be it good, bad, or indifferent, it must be expressed. Feeling is the one and only medium through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious. Therefore, the man or woman who does not control his feeling may easily impress the subconscious with undesirable states. By control of feeling is not meant restraint or suppression of your feeling, but rather the disciplining of self to imagine and entertain only such feelings as contrib that contributes to your happiness. Control of your feeling is all important to a full and happy life. Never entertain um, undesirable feeling nor think sympathetically about wrong in any shape or form. Do not dwell in the imperfection of yourself or others. That's not always easy to do, but it can be done with some work on our part. Let me just say that. To do so is to impress the subconscious with these limitations. What you do not want done unto you, do not feel that it is done unto you or another. This is the whole law of a full and happy life. Everything else is commentary. Again, that made me fall out of my couch when I was reading it this week. Every feeling makes a subconscious impression, and unless it is counteracted, counteracted, that means acting counter to the feeling that you got going on now, you create a new feeling. Counteracted by a more powerful feeling of an opposite nature must be expressed. So, Every feeling makes a subconscious impression, and unless it is, in, it is counteracted by a more powerful feeling of an opposite nature, must be expressed. It must be expressed unless you have something more powerful. And if you don't have any a more powerful feeling, so if you're feeling lack and you're feeling like you, you don't have any money and you're not feeling abundant, that is the most dominant feeling. 
And that's what's going to keep expressing in your life. And that's why doing this work, doing your I am statements, doing your affirmations, doing your meditation is so important and so key. Because if the dominant feeling is a lackful feeling, that's what you're going to experience in your reality is more of that. So it's the dominant feeling. It's not the fact that you're thinking, oh, I'm rich, I'm healthy. Okay, yeah, where's my money? You got to do some work, yo. <laughs> the dominant of two feelings is the one expressed. The dominant one. I am healthy is a stronger feeling than I will be healthy. I will be is to confess I am not. I am is stronger than I am not. What you feel you are always dominates what you feel you would like to be. Therefore, to be realized, the wish must be felt as a state that is rather than a state that is not. Okay. Does everybody get that? Are you still with me? All right. So I'm going to leave off there, I think, unless you want me to go finish. There's like two more, two more pages. I'll go. I'll go. I'll press the gas. If you want me to press the gas, I'll press the gas. If you want me to stop, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to finish that. Um, so it says the dominant of the two feelings is the one expressed. I am healthy is a stronger feeling, as I said. Than, oh, oh, my God. It was Cleopatra. I thought something was moving over in the corner. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I already read that. Um, sensation precedes manifestation. That's why um, sensation precedes manifestation. You know, like people always ask for signs. They want signs that something's going to happen. The sign does not come. Signs do not precede. They follow. So the sensation is the thing you want first, right? Sensation is the thing that precedes the manifestation. So Neville always says signs do not precede, they follow. What that means is they follow the work that you've been doing in your imagination. That's when the sign comes up. That's when the driftwood shows up. That's when things start showing up because you've been doing the work. So sensation precedes manifestation as well. So that comes first. The feeling comes first. Then the manifestation follows, which is the sign. 
basically. So sensation precedes manifestation and the foundation upon which all manifestation rests. Be careful of your moods and feelings for there is an unbroken connection between your feelings and your visible world. Your body is so is an emotional filter and bears the unmistakable marks of your prevalent emotions. Emotional disturbances, especially suppressed emotions, are the causes of all disease. To feel intensely about a wrong without voicing or expressing that feeling is the beginning of disease, dis-ease in both body and environment. Do not entertain the feeling of regret or failure for frustration or attached detachment from your objective results in disease. Think feelingly only if of the state you desire to realize, feeling the reality of the state sought and having and acting, I'm sorry, and living and acting on that conviction is the way of all seeming miracles. All changes of expression are brought about through a change of feeling. A change of feeling is a change of destiny. All creation occurs in the domain of the subconscious. What you must acquire then is a reflective control of the operation of the subconscious, that is control of your ideas and feelings. How many of us are really controlling our feelings? I mean, truthfully, I can't even say that I'm doing that all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm working on that, but I can't say that I'm in control of my feelings all of the time. You know, sometimes they just run up and then I got to go chase them down the hallway and say, get your ass back over here. We're not doing that today. Like I had to do this morning. Chance or accident is not responsible for the things that happen to you. Nor is predestined fate the author of your fortune or misfortune. Your subconscious impressions determine the conditions of your world. The subconscious is not selective. It is impersonal and is no reporter, respecter of persons. The subconscious, and if you want to replace subconscious with God, you can do that too. It is no respecter of persons. If you think about it, the sun shines and sets for everybody, right? Doesn't just shine for the good people. It doesn't just shine for the wonderful people, the kind-hearted people, the people that are doing good deeds. That sun shines on everybody and for everybody. So there is no respecter of persons. That's why, you know, some people can use this law and, and, and create things that you think are terrible. Now, you know, there's karma also. <laughs> there are things that will happen 
that, you know, they may not be able to sustain that, to sustain those creations. But those, that, there's no respecter of persons. Just understand that. So you don't have to get wiki-wacky about what somebody else is creating in their world. It's none of your business. It's none of our business. That's what they're doing? Okay. That's not what I would choose. However, that's what they're doing. All right. That's that's in their world. I don't have to be a part of that. The subconscious is not concerned with the truth or falsity of your feeling. It always accepts as true that which you feel to be true. Feeling is the ascent of the subconscious to the truth of that which is declared to be true. Because of this quality of the subconscious, there is nothing impossible. Nothing. There is nothing impossible to man. We determine what's what's possible and what's impossible. That's us. We do that. Whenever, whatever the mind of man can conceive and feel to be true, the subconscious can and must objectify. Your feelings create the pattern from which your world is fashioned, and a change of feeling is a change of pattern. The subconscious never fails to express that which has been oppressed upon it. It never fails. If you think back, and you look at all of the things that you've created in your experience in your own world and how two people can be in the same family, brother and sister, and create totally separate, indistinct worlds. Totally, 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 totally different. It is, you can look back on it and you can see that it is your subconscious that's really creating. The subconscious fails to express that which has been impressed upon it. No, it never fails to express that which has been impressed upon it. The moment it receives an impression, it begins to work out the ways of its expression. It accepts the feeling impressed upon it. Your feeling is a fact existing within itself and immediately sets about to produce the outer or objective, objective world, the exact likeness of that feeling, the exact likeness of that feeling the exact likeness of that feeling is created and objectified in our world the exact exactly the subconscious never alters the accepted beliefs of man and woman it never alters it you believe it Subconscious says, okay. It outpictures, it outpictures them to the last detail, whether or not they are beneficial. It doesn't say, oh, Sydney, no, you don't want to do that, girlfriend. That's not really good for you. That's not healthy for you. Don't do it. doesn't care. It doesn't care about that. It is just going to express what I'm feeling, period, end of, end of story, end of text. That's how we getting down. That's how we rolling. Subconscious says, okay, that's what you're doing. All right, let's go. To impress the subconscious with the desirable state, you must assume the feeling that would be yours had you already realized your wish. In defining your objective, 
you must be concerned only with the objective itself, the manner of expression or the difficulties involved are not to be considered by you. It's not your business how it's going to show up. Don't do that. Don't get involved. Don't start mixing up the Kool-Aid and then saying now, you know, I'm going to add all these other things to it. No, you just wanted Kool-Aid, grape flavored, and that was it. And then you decided, well, you know, I want it to be in a tall green glass with some... Um, you know, some flowers on it. And I want it to come on Monday and not Tuesday. And I need it to be here by 1130. It's none of your business. Just ask for the Kool-Aid, get the Kool-Aid and let the Kool-Aid show up how it's supposed to show up, when it's supposed to show up. It's going to show up the way you need it to show up if you just get out of the way and just get into your feelings and feel good about it. And how does that feel good? How do you feel Drinking the Kool-Aid once it's arrived. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, um, therefore, if you dwell on difficulties, barriers, or delay, the subconscious, by its very non-selective nature, accepts the feeling of difficulties and obstacles as your request. You're asking for that. You're asking for the difficulties and the the hardships because, you know, it cannot possibly come this way. It can't possibly happen. So stop, 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 stop. Just get out of the way. That's why we that's why I love the two cut method. Takes you right out of it. It says the difficulties as your request and proceeds to reduce them in your outer world. The subconscious is the womb of creation. It receives the idea unto itself through the feelings of man. It never changes the ideas received, but always gives it form. Hence, the subconscious outpictures the idea in the image and likeness of the feeling received. To feel a state as hopeless or impossible is to impress the subconscious with the idea of failure. Although the subconscious faithfully serves man, it must not be inferred that the relation is that of a servant to a master, as was anciently conceived. The ancient prophets called it the slave and servant of man. St. Paul personified it as a woman and said the woman should be subject to man in everything. The subconscious does not serve man or woman and faithfully gives form to his feelings. However, the subconscious has a distinct distaste for compulsion and responds to persuasion rather than to command. Sub Consequently, it resembles the beloved wife more than the servant. The husband is the head of the wife, Ephesians 5, may not be true of man and woman in their earthly relationship, but it is true of the conscious and the subconscious, or the male and the female aspects of the consciousness. The mystery to which Paul referred when he wrote, that this is a great mystery, he that loveth his wife loveth himself, and they too shall be one, be one flesh, is simply the mystery of consciousness. Consciousness is really one, and individual, indivi consciousness is really one and undivided, 
but for the creation's sake, it appears to be divided in two. The consciousness, the conscious objective or male aspect truly is the head and dominates the subconscious subjective or female aspect. However, this leadership is not that of the tyrant, but of the lover. So by assuming the feeling that would be yours, were you already in possession of your objective, the subconscious is moved to build the exact likeness of your assumption. Your desires are not subconsciously accepted until you assume the feeling of their reality. For only through feeling is an idea subconsciously accepted and only through the subconscious acceptance is it ever expressed. It is easier to ascribe your feeling to events in the world than to admit that the conditions of the world reflect your feeling. The conditions of the world reflect our feelings. It is easier to ascribe your feeling to events in the world than to admit that the conditions of the world reflect our feelings. So if we in the indigo room, like we discussed last week, sending love to that person in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as collective, you know, we could, we could, we have some powerhouses in here. We could do that. We might be able to change the whole trajectory of the United States, this little group of indigo people, indigo room, raise your vibe tribe people. I'm just saying. However, it is eternally true that the outside mirrors the inside. As within, so without. A man can receive nothing unless it is given him from heaven, and the kingdom of heaven is within you. Nothing comes from without. All things come from within the from the subconscious. It is impossible for you to see other than the contents of your consciousness. Your world in its very every detail is your consciousness objectified. Objective states bear witness of subconscious impressions. A change of impressions results in a change of expression. A change of impression results of a change of expression. The subconscious accepts as true that which you feel as true. And because creation is the result of subconscious impressions, you, by your feeling, determine creation. You are already that which you want to be. And your refusal to believe this is the only reason you do not see it. To seek on the outside for that which you do not feel you are is to seek in vain, for we never find that which we want. We find only that which we are. In short, you express and have only that which you are conscious of being or possessing. So we can't have what we want. We can only have what we are. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. How do you attract something that you're not? You have to change what you believe you are not. You are already these things. You are already powerful beings, but we don't believe it. We're so, we're so hard in that that we can't believe that it's true. 
So we are having the experience that we are on the inside. It's hard to accept, but that's the truth. To him that hath is given. So if you have it, that's one of the, I finally, finally realized what that one scripture meant that Jesus Jesus said when he was given the Sermon on the Mount or whatever, you know, those different sermons. And he says, him who haveth has more, him who haveth more, more is given. And I was like, well, I don't even understand that. That doesn't even make any sense. Why would you give somebody who has more, more stuff when there's people out here who, you know, don't have and they need it? I could never understand that scripture until Neville, because if you have more within, if you think more of yourself within, if you believe you are feeling more, you will have expressed more. So the people who are not um, having more, you know, him who has more will have, him who has more will, more will be given. So if you have it in here, if you have it in here, then more will be added to you. It, it can't work any other way. So if you're lacking and you're feeling lack and you're, you're, you're feeling lackful, you won't have the abundance that you want to create. You'll never, ever always have it. You'll always be hustling. You'll always be stressing. You'll always be striving. You'll always be grinding. It will never just flow to you easily. So the last part is denying the excellence of denying the evidence of the senses and appropriating the feeling of the wish fulfilled is the way to the realization of your desire. Mastery of self-control of your thoughts and feelings is your highest achievement. However, until perfect self-control, perfect self-control is attained so that in spite of appearances, you feel all that you want to feel. You sleep in prayer to aid you in realizing your desired states. These are the two gateways to the subconscious, sleep and prayer. And we know what prayer is. Prayer is, you know, not begging, pleading. We talked about what is prayer. It's being in your imagination, seeing, assuming the thing real, seeing it, knowing it, and then using the techniques that Neville teaches about, revising your day, being in your imagination, doing those things as you drift off to sleep. That's what changes your subconscious. Those are the two gateways to help you and help me and help us. So that's it. That's it. That's it. That's the end. So um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Indigo Room tonight. I hope you find some things that are beneficial in the readings. I hope you found some things that are beneficial in, you know, me, um, you know, sharing my commentary <laughs> on it. And, um, oh, Who's that? Evolves, Evolves Dog 88. Hi, Evolves Dog 88. I'm sorry that you just got here. Um, you'll have to watch the replay. 
Bob says, perfect. Thank you, Sydney, for so much inspiration and fun too. I hope you have fun. And I hope that you allow this, you know, what we learned tonight to really, really, really permeate your consciousness and seep into your subconscious and, you know, get in, in your dreams, you know, I mean, um, do, do some of the work before you drift off to sleep tonight and get in there and revise your day and imagine better than the best, you know, imagine better than the best that you know, right now. Okay, Evolves Dog 88. I'm not sure who's that. Do I know you? <laughs> Do I know you from the Indigo Room? Or the um or um my social media, my Facebook, or my Instagram or my Twitter. Oh, you knew. Okay, okay. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're glad that you're here. Hopefully you'll catch us next Thursday. I mean, I'm next Wednesday. I'm sorry. We'll hear every Wednesday from 9 p.m. until, you know, we get finished. And um, we're also here on Sundays now. We're doing Sundays for a little while. Um, it's an open chat for a little while on Sundays. But um, then it will be changing over to subscribers and members only. So, um you can join us on Sundays at 1130 here. We're going to be live. So I want to thank everyone for joining me today. If I didn't, um, I know Deborah was, I don't know if she was here, but I want to thank Funk 800, Rain, DJ, Sharon, Barb, Linda G. Did I forget everybody? Wanda. I don't know if Wanda was in the house, but hi, Wanda, if you weren't in the house. <laughs> and Andy, who might be listening on the side. Um, I think I got everybody. And my cousin, Nia. Nia, 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 Nia. Um, so, and Evolves Dog. Funk A double zero. Yay! So, um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Tell me what you think about the video in the comments. How are you using your imagination to create the re reality that you want? Don't forget to ring the bell so that you can get new content as we upload it and join us live. Um, on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings for our open chat. And I will see you on Sunday. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I love you immensely. And I thank you. Remember who you are. Remember that you are source energy right here in a physical body. Remember that you can be, do, and have anything that you desire. And remember, it's not being extraordinary that makes you unique. It is your uniqueness that makes you extraordinary. I'll see you on Sunday. Bye. Thank you, Linda. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.